It's Friday, December 27th, 2019, and you're listening to Last Time on Video Games, the show about retro video games and sometimes some other stuff. You're listening to episode 274. I didn't know there was a boost button. Runtime for this episode is 43 minutes. And welcome to Last Time on Video Games, the podcast that likes wet stunts. My name is Jeremy. I did a 180 n- indie nosedive on a car. I'm Tyler. 180 indie nose bone is what I was going for. <laughs> Grinding all the way. <laughs> all what fun it is to die in a one horse open I was going to say, what if Santa was a pro skater? <laughs> My name is Zach. <laughs> I, mean, I had something, but then I'm like. I can't think. You, you said that, and I totally just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. I'm just imagining Rad Santa from the '90s, just like doing <laughs> skateboard tricks. How is that not like Santa and Johnny Bravo or something? It's uh, a good question. Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't remember Johnny Bravo, and I think oh, uh, Johnny Bravo was great, but Johnny Meg- Bravo was very bad actually. It but was, it had a yes. good Christmas episode. Megas XLR is still my favorite forgotten TV show. No, Megas is actively just good. Yes. There are very few faults with that. I show. will constantly bring it up until it comes out on Blu-ray, which is never going to happen. You should so just, I'm like, going write... to be on my deathbed with Megas XLR. You should just write letters to people. I'm not saying anyone in particular. Just write write random letters to someone. <laughs> just find names <laughs> in the phone book. Write your congressman. Speaking of things nobody remembers, we played Stunt Race FX this week. <laughs> what do we do now? Zach, what did you play this week? Was it Tony Hawk's Pro Skater? I actually thought about it yesterday. Really? <laughs> it's one of those games I leave installed on my computer because, you know, you can play one of the rounds real quick for about five minutes or so. Yep. It's not, it's not too bad. You can do a 380 na- indie nose by. <laughs> I, I tried to say what you said wrong, and I could, my brain would not let me. <laughs> well done. First off, a while back, I picked up Hearts of Iron 4. I still wish I understood how to play this game. But so I, I did learn a little bit. On it, though, I did right? learn about how, like, combat works a bit more so i was able to repel the invasion the initial invasion of the game i was playing accidentally turned my nation into the solar empire so i'm playing the solar empire i started out playing equestria i'm no longer playing them wait who is the solar empire so like fanatics of celestia so the solar empire is what happens when you make a lot of decisions that lead to celestia going off a rocker and turning into daybreaker okay is that a canonical character, or is that, like, a fan character? Kinda. Okay. There is an episode in... Wait, let's go back a bit. Zach is playing the My Little Pony I am playing Equestria at War mod for this game, which Continue. is really well done. There's an episode in, like, season eight, I want to say. Is this before or after they stop communism with time travel? Is it after they do that? Because the, uh... <laughs> what? Do I need to go watch the rest of this show? You Probably. really should. I tapped out at I, some I point, haven't seen but... that part either, but I do know that's a thing that happens. Um, that's wild. It's like one of the, one of like the nightmares that Celestia is having at one point is turning into Daybreaker. Which is basically her version of Nightmare Moon. Yeah, no, I, I figured it was that. I just, I didn't know if she showed up in the series and imposed her tyrannical will on all the people. That's why I said kind of. So in this one, I'm, I'm playing that and I've got like five armies on the border with the changelings trying to push them back because I'm not entirely sure how like all the combat thing works yet. That's my least favorite Warrior of the Rings adjacent movie. Which means <laughs> I need 
actually, I think I need more tanks, but I need more production to build more tanks, which means I need more resources. So I have like 24 times five plus six divisions from one army group on the border and they're all infantry. So they're not going anywhere. <laughs> so that game is really in depth. Like as a game, obviously the question of war mod does a lot of like different things, like add magical divisions and whatnot, which is kind of a neat idea but like you build your army groups by assigning divisions that you train beforehand and build like you say i want four companies of infantry and then i want them backed up by four tank companies and then supporting them i want a maintenance company a field hospital and you know a couple of other things and then you train them that way so you don't train individual people you train the divisions that you then later basically you don't micromanage you give them orders and they just go off and do those. And then well, then you tell them when to execute the order. So, like, you tell them, hey, I want you to advance to this location. And then, you know, I want you to take this much ground. And then you will wait for them to basically p- make their plan. And then tell them to execute it. And then they will advance That's without you neat. doing a lot of things. And you can assign, like, air wings to support them. And tell them, like, I want you to do close air support. So you wipe, you, you go after tanks and the like. Or I want you to do air superiority. So you attack anti or enemy aircraft that are trying to be close air support for them so like the game is it's got a learning curve especially if you're playing russia in the base game or equestria in equestria war because you know it's a historical game mostly so if you're playing russia germany does invade you like that that's gonna happen the same thing with Equestria is that they get invaded by the changelings and you have to push them back. And when I was playing that, I got lucky because one of the other nations was like, I'm justifying a war goal against you, so I'm about to invade you too. And I've managed to complete a thing on like my tech tree that was like, no, all ponies on deck, everyone against the changelings. <laughs> so I saved my ass that way. You raised a militia, basically. <laughs> I didn't I didn't raise a militia. I uh, got Stalingrad in to help me. <laughs> <laughs> it's great isn't it yeah there are lots of good puns in that show i just van hoover yeah it's, it's pretty great like i'm still learning how that all works me and kevin played a couple of multiplayer games trying to figure it out we are still working on that <laughs> oh, well like man. i said there's a lot of complicated things going on it's got a learning curve you need to figure out okay how does this exactly work like what happens if i do x well if i do x i get my kicked in <laughs> so i don't want to do that again one thing about turning my nation into the Solar Empire is that I was able to raise Twilight Sparkle up to be the High Lady Inquisitor. <laughs> well, yeah, she he has all this friendship knowledge, and she can use that against people to find out their secrets. Although, unfortunately, after I turned my nation into the Solar Empire, I lost my primary Field Marshal, because I had Field Marshal Luna. So, Hearts of Iron is a fun game. I'm specifically playing Hearts of Iron 4. And the Equestria War mod is very well done, and it's, like, I think it's fun. So, take that for what it's worth. What else have you been playing, Zach? The other, like, main game I've been playing as of recently is Rainbow Six Siege. Have you been playing online at all, or more Terrorist Hunt? I've done some Terrorist Hunt, but me and Kevin actually played a few games online. Oh, nice. I've been playing a few of them online alone, trying to get a little bit better. Um, One of my favorite moments was, like, we were together on defense, and I saw a guy out the window, and was like, oh, there's a dude out there. I've got C4, so I chucked C4 out the window. And blew it up, and it was that guy and his teammate was right next to him, so I got them both. Nice. That game is also one of those games that takes a little bit of a learning curve. I think I'm getting better at it because I'm getting better about using, like, the drones and the cameras and stuff like that in order to help my team. Because even after you die, you go into the cameras and you can, like, mark people and be like, hey, there's a dude over here. Probably be better if I could be bothered to talk to my teammates. Yeah, but... say if yeah, you're the, on The comms. meta is never mark anybody just beyond comms because people know when you mark them. 
Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, it comes up with, like, you've been spotted, I think. But that's because, like, I turned my comms off because a lot of times people aren't really helpful. I had one guy yelling at me because I didn't do exactly the thing he thought I should be doing, despite the fact that somebody literally ran up behind him. What? In a video game on the internet? Like, it made me just kind of shake my head because this guy's getting all pissed off at it. And it's like, dude, you are literally playing a newcomer playlist. This is literally a playlist for people who are new to this game. Of course, I'm not going to be perfect. I think I've gotten out of the, like, Smurf realms, so I'm... (laughs) It is very funny, Tyler. You're very easy to make laugh today. Yeah, that is true. Um, It was a good joke, but I was like, let Zach talk, and you you died there. (laughs) The problem is, I was considering Gargamel just, like, taking (laughs) a field trip to the Smurf realms. So, like, the Smurf realms are, like, the early game, because... Like League of Legends, you have people who are smurfing. They've either been banned or whatever, so they get back into the game, and they have to start at level one. And so, like, they are same MMR as everybody else, but apparently early on, like, wins really boost you up a lot faster. So... People are chasing that high. So, yeah. So, you have people who are smurfs getting boosted significantly faster than people who are new to the game and suck. There's a lot of that going on. You can't do this without just being a smurf. But I kind of want to make a Smurf Hunter account and just name it Gargamel 360 No Scope. <laughs> <laughs> the hard part about that is, like Jeremy said, you can't really do that without already being a Smurf. And at that point, yeah. like you're kind of doing what you're trying to hunt people down for doing. I'm the Smurf killing. I did pick up you the... You live long enough to see yourself become a villain. <laughs> I picked up the season pass for season four, so I got a bunch of characters. I like Callie, who has a bolt-action sniper rifle, but she's kind of not great. Because she has a bolt-action sniper rifle in a game that's all about, like, twitch reflexes and the like. I've been playing the other sniper a bit. Glaz? Can he see through smoke? Yes. No, I don't know. He's got that, like, kind of thermal scope. I think you're playing Glaz. I've been primarily, like, on offense, I've been mainly maining gridlock because uh, M249 saw. That's a good choice. In the tracks. Like, she has... Things that deploy and they basically slow people down when they're trying to move through them. I had a teammate today. I threw those out and I, he literally was standing next to me as I threw them out. And then he started destroying them. It's like, I can't walk on these. You literally saw me throw that. <laughs> I'm on your team. I guess friendly fire is a thing in that game. Yes. I got friendly fired once in a game and apparently somebody was angry. I picked Ash and he didn't. So I like we immediately spawned and he killed me. Because he's a dick? That's dumb. Yeah, especially because it's a five-on-five game. No, it's a four-on-five game. I have gotten a couple of games in which I uh, I was the MVP. Like, there was one game in which I got one v- or I got to 1v3, and I actually succeeded at it. I was on comms with Kevin. It's like, I know where the guy has to go. Like, I'm literally standing where he needs to go. I'm just going to sit here and wait for him. That's playing defense in Siege. Well, it's playing defense in anything. You're camping. I'm literally on defense. This is literally what I'm supposed to do. I can't go outside of the building. Yeah, the game yells at you if you try. Well, and if you're outside the building for too long, it actually tells the enemy where you are. Oh, yeah. that's neat. That's why I prefer to play counter vampires in that game. <laughs> Anything else, Zach? I played a little bit of Mech Warrior Online. Ostego Electric should be putting up the videos from that one. Well, they actually, or as of releasing this, they should be out. Hey, speaking of, we launched the Patreon. I should put this at the beginning of this episode before my awkward transition. www.patreon.com slash lastpodcasts where if you subscribe, you can get all our episodes as soon as they are edited. For last time on video games, that'll probably be about a week early while your feed is flooded with Gundam content. 
<laughs> also, at the $5 level, we will have bonus episodes that will mostly be Gundam-related. But Tyler and Zach are talking about doing something that might not be, and me and Kevin might do something that's not Gundam-related. So if you enjoy the podcast and you want to support us, www.patreon.com slash lastpodcast, and thank you for listening. If you found the Lackis, you're in the right spot. Let's see, what else have I been playing? I built most of them at Fiston and found out that, man, is Celestine a royal bitch to put together. Like no, she's standing these on are words. These are uh, nouns. Even these are nouns. These are proper nouns. Even these are she's sitting nouns. on like she's on a flying base, but she's sitting on these two ribbons for her flight, and they're really freaking fragile. So like I was talking to Kevin about that. He's got some like plastic rods. He's gonna give me one so I can cut it and put it under her feet so that she's a little bit more stable. But so I've been doing that. But um, yeah, I've played a lot of Siege. Played a lot of Hearts of Iron Four. Played some Mech Warrior Online. Watched a bunch of Ancient Magus Bride. I'm almost done with the ha- first half of that. It's a fun series. I'd recommend it. What have you been doing, Tyler? Oh, boy. Oh, that also reminds me. We, I played some Dragon Ball Z fighters because... Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, Broly, uh, Super Broly came out. I haven't played him yet. Tyler and I played the day before he came out. So I saw you guys play, and then later on I saw that he came out and kind of got a chuckle to myself. And I'm like, I should play a team. Because I've been playing, like, when I've been loading it up, I've been playing, like, meme teams. So, like, I played the, the Generations team, which was Bardock, Goku, and Gohan. My team right now is Kid Goku, Bardock, and Adult Gohan. And then, like, I play, I, I was thinking about playing, like, the meme team of uh, the Incoherent Screaming, which would be Broly, Broly, Broly and- Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I like Super Gogeta. I like Super same Blue Vegito. Like, I played one of those that was, like, all blue. It was Blue Vegito, Blue Gogeta, and uh, Go or Goku Blue. So, Luku? Luku, yeah. Whatever. Go, go Blue? But, no. yeah, so, I mean, that's still a fun game. I wonder if they're going to continue like releasing more. There's a bunch or... of data mining that suggests almost certainly because there is a dramatic finish for Goku versus Jiren that's like half done that got added in the Broly patch and some other stuff. Goku versus Jiren? Yeah, there's like a Goku and Frieza beating Jiren dramatic finish, oh, okay. which people think might mean UI Goku is coming or they're just going to put in a new dramatic finish. Maybe. I don't know. That Either way, it'd be kind of neat. That's, game, that's a game that I kind of want to keep track of. Yeah, so we should try to play that online again sometime, because after playing Guilty Gear, I went and played this newer Arxis game, and man, I really like Dragon Ball Fighters. It's, it's a very comparison. good video game. It is. I mean, I beat Jeremy, but man, was that freaking close. I, I think I... Jeremy and I played, like, what, 10, 12 matches a while oh, ago? A I while. Think, I think I won two. So I just... I can't play fighting games for very long like personally i just can't do it that my problem is i want to play them forever but honestly like i peak at like three matches and then i drop off after like seven well that's why i usually when we're playing them i usually only play like one or two full rounds with you guys mostly because like i know my temper like if i try and go too much longer than that i will start to lose my temper and that's not fun for anybody i just start to lose my edge so (laughs) What else have you been playing, Tyler? Yeah, what else have I been playing? Uh, So speaking of incredibly convoluted games with a super steep learning curve, I think I have mostly figured out how to play Space Engineers. So if we ever get a group together to play that, I think I can construct us a mining shuttle. And I Uh, think I understand this now. I totally, for whatever reason, I thought you were being sarcastic and we're going to mention the card game we played at your place. Oh, no, (laughs) no, that's... uh... That's for our rate. That's that's for Patreons. Oh, Patreons. That's for patrons only, Zach. <laughs> it's an uh, exclusive look into our. That was I a don't. fun game, like simple but. Fun. Yeah, no, it was surprisingly good, actually. Where the hell is I going with that? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Space Engineers is. I'm really excited to figure this game out ever, but I am so having a hard time understanding how to place things into my damn inventory to use <laughs> them. 
It is so it'll incredibly probably, complicated. It'll probably be a while before we get to that, especially because, like, next month is literally when Tokyo Mirage Sessions Encore comes out. Ah, I cannot play it again. <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward to that one. Uh, what else have I been playing? I just beat the last gym in S.H.I.E.L.D. last night. I played some S.H.I.E.L.D. Nice. I got to the first gym. Nice. The grass gym? Yeah. Have you heard of Wulu yet? No. Okay. I slept in a hotel. I went and I caught some chops outside. The hotel Badoo Drop? Yeah. I have seen about 40 more Pokemon than I've caught, so I think I might have to go on a update my Pokedex spree. I it's- have not played that one in a while. I really like the thing where they're like, here's a random smattering of Pokemon that you've seen but haven't caught yet. Just go do that, Badoof. Uh, <laughs> you Badoof. <laughs> That's got to be the best insult in the Pokemon world, right? <laughs> you Badoof. I mean, Slowpoke are just endearing, though, even... I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that's what you call your significant other when they do something dumb. <laughs> that's fair. Because it is kind of a soft insult. Uh, what else have I been playing? I played some Berseria. Um, I have not. So I mostly replayed stuff I had already played, I think, because I was in the middle of stuff and then it froze. And then I had to go through and repeat it. I'm like, this all seems really familiar. And then it was. So You probably still haven't gotten Eleanor then? Nope. Man, what else have I been playing? I downloaded a new phone game recently, which I've been like playing obsessively, called One Punch, which is has no correlate or no relation to One Punch Man. Um apparently there is also a One Punch Man Android game, because I was trying to look Of course at- there is. It's probably a gotcha game where you have to spend five million dollars to get a site on it. Yep. Now this is a kind of like timing game. You have like six slots and there's a punching bag and you have to move up to the punching bag and you hit it and it dies in one punch. And the goal is to basically continue that as long as humanly possible without up. You lose if you run into the bag or you miss a swing, basically. Um, there's also like a live online mode and man, a lot of people are bad at that. I'm just now getting to the point where people are like almost kind of putting up a challenge, but I don't know. It's a lot of fun. It's an excellent time waster and it's basically just like a collect-a-thong. Yeah, when it comes to stuff like that, I've already got Dokkan Battle. Yeah, Bingo. no, there's tons of stuff. Um, this is just My- a lot more like, I don't know, it's just like Twitch Reflex, so if you need something to just like completely shut your brain off to for about five minutes, it's nice. I call that Siege. That's fair. That's <laughs> fair. Um, that's also what I use Siege for, but sometimes I'm not at my computer, Zach. Sometimes I need to punch a bag. I'm currently playing the stereotypical nine-year-old girl with duochromatic eyes carrying a teddy bear and a rapier. You know that archetype, yeah. right? And what? The game I was just talking about. Oh, you actually make a character for that? No, there are just like 40 characters. Oh, okay. The the collectibles are stages where you can complete sequential challenges to get more coins to buy more loot boxes, basically. Hit effects. I'm currently using (laughs) Red Lightning because it sounds badass. Characters and what your punching bag is. I was using a swordfish with its head stuck into the ground for a while. I am currently using a giant hot dog. For whatever reason, that makes me think of uh, Golf It, where you could have different things on your golf ball. We should play more of that sometime, too. That was just zany fun. Yeah. And it's only good for about a half hour at a time. Um, It's good for one set of 18. What else have I been playing? Because I know there was something, but I can't remember what it was. You'll remember, like, halfway through Jeremy. Yeah, no, inevitably. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to remember what that... I mean, obviously, I've been playing Smash. Oh, guys, I finally got Ice Climbers into Elite. I think you you said that last week. Okay. You're still excited about it, though. I I haven't gotten anyone else into Elite. Um, Also, Me Brawler. Me Brawler. I have also gotten Me Brawler into Elite. You got Me Brawler in. You mentioned mentioned that, too. I've not gotten McGunner yet. I I cannot have mentioned that yet, because that happened on Sunday. 
I don't think he did. I mentioned he mentioned he was working on it. I've oh, been okay. playing a lot of Terry because Terry's just fun as heck to play, and I'm not very good as him, so I need to practice. We should totally get take an opportunity to play Heroines. Yes, because definitely. that game is terrible. Yes, I, I want to play that game and then regret my life choices. I think... why would you regret your life choices? You didn't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I am I am playing someone else's poor life choices vicariously. What have you been up to, Jeremy? So I played a little bit more Pokemon, like I said, but mostly I have been playing SD Gundam Generation Cross Race, I think is what it's called. I think I agree. That is a game I that I saw released on Steam and was like, that looks like fun, but it's also $60 and I'm feeling cheap right now. So it is a tactical turn-based, grid-based Gundam game where you take little SD Gundams and you bring them through different scenarios from the Gundam series. This one has Wing and its various spinoffs, Seed, Seed Destiny and its various spinoffs, Double O and its spinoffs, and Iron-Blooded Orphans and its spinoffs. And you play through the story, but you also get to bring your guys in in addition. So your characters have their own Gundams? Or are those what you're developing? You develop them. So you start out with a bunch of random-ass nobodies that this game made up in some... Like, decent-designed Gundams that I guess are a mainstay in this series. This is the first one to come out in America. Mostly they have Phoenix Gundams and uh, derivations derivations thereof. But you can upgrade them and you develop them through tech trees. So you can buy a Leo and develop that into a Space Leo and develop that into a Tall Geese and develop that into a Tall Geese 2 and then into an Epion and you evolve them kind of uh, Pokemon style. Can you get it to a Tall Geese 3? Yeah, uh, yes, because endless Walt stuff is in there. No, I was I was uh, gonna ask your thoughts on a game that's coming out, but okay, we, we can talk about that later. Okay, it's got a little bit of a difficulty problem. You can choose what order you do the series in, and then you can choose difficulties. But once you start to get some good Gundams, or you just level up your Leo a bunch, it becomes kind of easy. But there are some things I really appreciate about it. Money is actually pretty tight, unless you do some develop or some like time-based send your guys off on a mission and you can't use them for 24 hours and then they'll bring you back a fortune so like 24 hours real time yeah but units are kind of cheap characters are more expensive because there's a semi-permadeath or if you lose one of your mobile suits it's gone you have to either rebuy it or start development over from the beginning but only for the suit not the yeah. character right but the characters all survive which means kira yamato costs like six freedom gundams which is kind of why because characters aren't don't permadeath so they are like, as your character advances, that's permanent gain you are making. Okay. But it is kind of weird. Now, an Archangel costs you, like, 26 Kiriyamatos, and you I bought, like, nothing for the first, like, 24 hours I was playing this game, saving up for an Archangel, staring at Lacus Klein, not buying her, and being <laughs> sad. <laughs> so, so is Lacus Klein a, a usable pilot? Yes. So usable pilots in this game are many. Like, right now I have the Archangel, captained by Maru Ramius, with Diarca as her XO, uh, Mirielia <laughs> on comms. I, I have to ask, is Kigali a pilot you can get? Yes, I have not unlocked her yet. Yes! <laughs> that was one of my biggest problems with Dynasty Warriors Gundam, is that Lacus is a pilot you can choose and use. Kigali's but not. But Kigali, who has actually piloted a mobile suit before, is not? <laughs> I bought Lacus to be the guest on the Archangel, because they give everyone the XP boost based on their charisma. And Lacus has a very high charisma, as Gee, you might I wonder imagine. why. But then I just stuck her in a mobile suit because I had, you know, she was one of the better pilots because she's a coordinator and she has scene mode. She's not as accurate as I want her to be, but she's been in various daggers her entire <laughs> career as I just go through the dagger line. <laughs> Whereas Kira is right now is in an Exus. Exus? From, the, yeah, I don't know from Destiny. Is. That is uh, Neo Roanoke's 
ship that has the funnels on it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Mirielia is a playable pilot in this attack. That's actually <laughs> really cool. Her. Yeah. Another question. Is Relina? Yes. You can use her as an actual pilot. Yeah, I just got her. She's like weirdly the anti-Lacus, and that Lacus raises the morale of all nearby troops, and Relina lowers the morale of all nearby enemy troops. Mir is also available. In this. <laughs> well, that all, that like honestly, that kind of makes sense to me. I'm trying to think. Does Mir so- just do what Lacus does, but slightly less good? Yes, she she does this. Her boost is the same as Lacus's, except for she doesn't get the morale raising. Okay, you know what this is starting to sound like is that I need to go give them money because this it's game sounds really good. pretty good. I have Hero Yui in like the ridiculous heavy arms right now with extra bullets. Um, Which is the ridiculous one? Is it the it's one the one I was sh- in- it's the Endless Waltz heavy arms, not the Endless Waltz heavy arms custom. So okay. it's not actually in the movie Endless Waltz. It's in one of the manga. Okay, because this has like everything from everywhere almost should i get this on steam or my playstation you have to import it to playstation so steam it is yeah miguel was the first pilot i bought because i was just messing around and i didn't understand how expensive they were so miguel is one of my best pilots are you sure you can't buy it on the digital playstation store you can but not through the u.s market okay so if you have a hong kong account you can well yeah that's that's too many hoops to jump through i'll just do it on steam it's easier yeah yeah, I got Izak, but Destiny Izak, he's the best pilot available to me now. Slightly better than Mula Flaga. Is and he... also Kira? I only have Seed Kira. Destiny Kira is uh, the very good one. Gotcha. Okay, so you they're two different characters. So you yeah. can have Seed Kira and Destiny Kira on the same team. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. But the question know... is, can I have three different flavors of Goku? <laughs> um, no, that's fighters. We already talked about that. You have, you have, like, I don't know, 10 Gokus now, I feel like. See, GT Goku, Base Form Goku, Super Saiyan Goku, Super Saiyan Blue Goku. How do you rate the fusions? I, yeah. w- I count all of the fusions as also Gogeta, Goku. Gogeta, Vegito, <laughs> Ro- Goku Rose, Zamasu. Well, Goku Rose is also just Goku, Eight. right? He's Goku body swapped. I like, still if, think- if they put Ginyu Goku in that game, would you say that's just Goku? Yes. <laughs> I still think that would have been a better, um, better storyline as if if Rose, Goku Rose was actually just evil Goku, like Goku never turned into a good guy. Yeah, he but, just like went full Saiyan on things and just wrecked the planet. So it's pretty good. The maps, like the tactical maps are a bit slower than I want them to be. Like the average mission time is probably about two hours. And like I finished Seed and Wing and the final missions on both of those took forever. Especially Seed because Kigali and Atherin bail on you halfway through to go do nothing and Kira's locked in combat with Rao. So they still have the, like, events occurring, so they still give you the pilots for them, but you can't use them. It makes the wing scenarios one of the easier ones, because you've got these five super Gundams in addition to your team, whereas in Siege, you just get the Archangel and the Strike for most of it, which is still pretty good. And that's a way to get units, as you you fill up a get gauge as they kill things uh, as guests for you, and you unlock them if you fill the get gauge in addition to being able to develop into them. Okay, so a little bit like Donnie from Fire Emblem Awakening. Yeah, kind of. The get gauge. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a gauge. It just says get. get. <laughs> so you still have Destiny, Double Lot, and Iron-Blooded Orphans to go? Yeah, as well as Endless Waltz, uh, the Wing prequel. All the uh, other Astray, Astray X, Astray Oh, Versus. those are actually in there. Yeah. Um, not all of the things that have se- uh, mobile seats for them have series, but a bunch do. Okay, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. That is a lot of stuff. Jeez. Yeah. There are some problems with it. The units end up being pretty samey, except they're more powerful than others. So you mostly choose the flavor you like the most. Yeah. Same with the pilot, which is why I can have Lacus go around being destroyer of worlds. Uh, I always get a kick out of doing stuff like just running people, like no people who have actually done any of that. 
I do kind of want to make an all-girls team just flay Marielia, Lacus, Kigali, I was Mira, say, the Astray Girls, Mir. You 100% know I'm just putting Millie in whatever suit. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter that her stats are, I am min-maxed for communication and nothing else. Do I have like, really good interpersonal skills. Do you, uh, like pick your main character like you do in the Super Robot Wars game? No, but you there is a creative character function, but it's pretty eh. Yeah, it's, it's pretty there. <laughs> yeah, I did create my own dude so he could fly the Freedom Gundam, and then I turned the Freedom Gundam into something else because I'm a Pokedex maniac who wanted everything. <laughs> so you I got a Strike Freedom surprisingly quickly. I got the Strike Freedom before I got the Strike, actually. <laughs> just because of the weird way I went down the development tree. That is very strange. So you can't just like keep an earlier version you, you of a mobile suit? You can. I just, I'm the sort of person who wants to complete my Pokedex. Oh, okay. So I got to the level where I could turn it into something else I didn't have. I'm like a min-max type did. of person in a lot of ways i'll i don't generally do that kind of thing like i'm just like i want to make this as powerful as possible yeah but how am i supposed to find the real obscure weird stuff if i don't do that if i don't say i wonder what this random ass thing this uh serpent can turn into that's not a heavy arms is what the hell is this does huh. it tell you like what you're turning it into or it is does. it like question mark question mark question it's mark. question mark question mark question mark until you're a high enough level to choose that and then you can see the unit Okay, that's actually kind of like how uh, Shinten works, right? Yeah. Like, you don't actually know what you're going to fuse until you've seen it before, or... Yeah, until you've seen it before, it it's a mystery to you. So yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. That in the assignment, which is Stunt Race FX, because Zach wanted to pick the game we would talk about least. <laughs> Cartoon Car Super Extreme Farks. Well, I mean, I didn't know what it was... This is the second game Nintendo made with the FX chip for the Super Nintendo. The first one playing Star Fox, which we played actually quite well, that recently. E- that explains why it has FX on the end of it. Yes. Um, yeah, that's the par- part of the name of their like accelerator chip. That was on the cartridge, right? Yeah. There were a number of different FX chips as time went on, um, but this was the first one. And I think it was just called the FX chip. Um, but like kind of like blast processing, they just kind of all- called them all the FX chip. Even though they did different things as they got more and more exciting, what you just remembered what it was you were playing? Yeah, I just looked at my Steam library to look it up. Tyler, what have you been playing? (laughs) So, in addition to almost finishing an entire single game of Civ, um, I have convinced all the people who are more powerful than me to attack Attila the Hun with me because he's a dick. Everyone else on the planet is friends. (laughs) Um, That that's usually how it goes with me. Either everyone is is war all the time, or everybody is friends. It's it's actually me and two other people are all friends, and Attila is kind of a dick, and this other guy is angry at one of my other allies, and therefore we're all angry at that guy, and he's like really friendly with me. I'm like I'm out, I'm staying out of this guy's edge. I'm not helping. <laughs> this uh, is on you. Um, Washington's always like, you know, Montezuma needs to be crushed. Can I count on your help? Actually, we're friends. <laughs> Maybe so I kind of like that guy. I also lost the religion war. Sweden won the religion <laughs> war with Pro- Protestantism lame i'm currently just convincing all the city states to vote for me in the next world congress i'm also dominating the science fair or the world fair or whatever the heck world fair well there are three different ones there's the world fair there's the the, sporting event basically the olympics the olympics and then the international space station yeah i'm doing the first one so the world fair um I think I'm the only person who's contributed production to it. I don't think bots really do. Depends on their difficulty and what their goals are, but a lot of times they are slow to do it. You're, quote-unquote, convincing, mainly bribing the city-states to vote for you? Um, also completing quests for them. But, yeah, mostly... Bribing? Mostly just bribing. I have a ridiculous economic output, so it's my only strength in this (laughs) run. No, the game I actually meant to talk about is Noita. 
which I never I, heard of it. Yeah, so have I talked about it before? Never it, heard okay. of it. Yeah, I guess if you haven't heard of it, it's a roguelike dungeon crawler sort of thing where you're just trying to go deeper like a lot of roguelikes tend to be. The gimmick is that it's, one, all particle physics, and there's a lot of different types of substance, and you also get randomly generated wands, which have weird effects on them, but after you complete each floor, you can take the spells off of wands and like swap them around or like put them in storage for later so that you can put them on new wands later, so that you can basically custom craft whatever sort of effect you want to have on a thing. But, like, if you don't know what they do, like, I had one that was, like, gunpowder and fire. And that sounds like a great combination, except that it lights the gunpowder on fire right in front of your face. <laughs> it's a great combination if you're Roadrunner selling stuff to Wile E. Coyote. Yeah, and, like, like, some wands will combine all the things into one shot every time you fire it, and some of them will, like, just rotate through. So, like, that's actually great if you have, like, shoot far and also gunpowder and then also fire because it'll shoot gunpowder out and then shoot fire at the gunpowder. It's fun. Like, I'm very bad at this game. I have found <laughs> that in order to not die all the time, I have to go very, very slowly, which is maybe not the most fun way to play it. Um, But it's like really hard. I don't know. It's very fun. And if it goes on sale, I highly recommend it because it was like, it's $15 normally. So it sounds what I like what I wanted that one magical girl game we played to be. Yeah, yeah, it's much more like that. Uh, it's a little less freeform, but my problem with a lot of these is that, like, they're all roguelike dungeon crawlers, so it's all dark and gloomy all the time. I'm like, I really just want, like, a forest level or something to just break up the monotony. Okay, anyway, that was the thing I've been playing that I thought was important to talk about was Noita. All right, so we played Stunt Race FX. It had the FX chip because Nintendo was like, we have to crush Sega into the dust. Look at this shiny, very expensive chip that makes the 3D. It does make the 3D. The 3D was important at the time, you see, kids. Surprisingly, Mario Kart did not have it, and they did all right 3D-ish graphics with that. This is so much better than yeah. Mario Kart. Oh, yes. This is, I was about to say more detailed, but like it's not detailed, but there is more going on than in Mario Kart. It does not sear my eyes with pixels the way Mario Kart did. It's pretty clear to me that the F-Zero team made this game because I don't want to go so far as to say it's just an F-Zero reskin. Certainly, it's a different game. But playing it, I couldn't help but be reminded of F-Zero, only without the cool setting and as many tracks or the killer music. You know, the tracks. Yeah. <laughs> the tracks and the tracks. Yeah. I mean, like, I, what was that? I think there's only three playable cars, cars yep. as well. There's the fast one, the medium one, and the slow one. There's a couple bonus levels where it gives you different vehicles, but they're not. Yeah, I did play the one with, where you play the semi, but. Obviously, I went high top speed and low everything else. I went for the medium. One, because it doesn't matter how fast you go if you can't turn. Yeah, I also went for the outro button, just because I always play the Mario. It's a racing game, which I find boring, but, you know, you go around the track. The default mode is time trial. There's also a stunt mode, which is basically grab the coins. Although It's, it's it not very you... stunt-oriented. I see what they're going for, because you have to go off, like, some ramps and stuff, but... In order to get the coins... Yeah. Not really. It's a weird thing to name your game after. And then there's battle mode, which is just racing other people. Which is the one I did the most of, honestly. And That's like, what I did, too. The AI is not as rubber bandy as it is in Mario Kart, which I think might actually be to this game's detriment because they never feel like a challenge. There's also, like, not really any gimmicks in this game. It's pretty much just a straight-up racer. The gimmick is the 3D, yeah. which has aged poorly, as you might imagine. <laughs> yeah, it really did age poorly and yeah you're right i hadn't thought about that but the gimmick for this is actually going to be the 3d because like later on that's just that's just what they look like that's just 
Games are 3DA now. And that's why stellar graphics don't always age well. We just come up with something better. They pretty much never age well? What's a game with stellar graphics where the graphics age? It depends on how you describe stellar graphics. Because, like, World of Warcraft has stellar graphics, depending on how you're looking at it, and they have actually aged really well because they're cartoony. Yeah, I was going to say cartoon. Okay, I guess like Wind Waker has H well, right? Yeah, so graphics. highly stylized graphics, but things that are like, look at how, look at our blast processing yeah, trying, almost never do. Usually realistic. Trying to be uber realistic doesn't age well. That is a good point. I'm not trying to rush us through. Honestly, I just don't have anything to There's say about not this a game. Lot. I mean, the cars have eyes. That's. And when yeah, you run take into that, Disney. <laughs> when you run into things, they like squish and morph around the. And when you, like, pass a checkpoint, they 360 their neck to look back at you. And that's horrifying. That has all sorts of implications. Apparently there's a boost button in here. I didn't realize there was. (laughs) Um, It's unnecessary. You don't ever need to use it to win the game, in my experience. And uh, one of the reasons why I don't usually think of a boost is because a lot of the racing games I prefer to play, they don't involve boost. Because a lot of times you don't have any, like, boost because realistic you know, quote-unquote realistic racers so don't are... usually use, like, NOS or things like that because it's, it's pure engine. Zach and I are both racing game enthusiasts, but we are enthusiasts of very different types of racing games. Yeah, I'm an <laughs> enthusiast for good racing games. Tyler's like an enthusiast arcade... the terrible ones. Although, I, we could definitely use another Burnout. Burnout Paradise was interesting, but I wanted it to just be Need for Speed Underground. and That's, that's the problem. Like, I like the like the Need for Speed games. And all that. Me too. And they oscillate between more arcadey and more realistic, like every other one. I don't know that that's on purpose, but how the hell did I forget? I played The Outer Worlds. Oh, nice! I actually own it on PlayStation Four. It's freaking fantastic. Yeah, no, it looks really good. I did not know that you picked it up. I don't know how I forgot. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I was wondering if you were going to like that game or not when you said you got it. Uh, it is. It is amazing. I want to play Norman Reedus, American Delivery Man. <laughs> I am thinking about playing. I got fin- I got a lot of Gundams to build before I can, and then I have some Gunpla to build, and I should probably make my Space Marines before that. I'm just saying, die hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> you should uh, also play your Space Marines at some uh, what, point. Again. I don't have any time for that. Piffed. I bought all those Space Marines so I wouldn't have to build them. Now I can't have any time to play with them. Did you see the uh, quick segue, the Brian David Gilbert? Uh, video that was how to choose your Hideo Kojima name. <laughs> no, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> Animal verb. Uh, he ended up with the I actually have six names category. <laughs> ah. <laughs> you have a one in six chance of ending up with that. Sounds like my Mechton character where it's just like, yes, here's your seven siblings. I had to come up with names and things for all of these characters. So Stunt Race FX is free if you are a Nintendo Switch Online subscriber, but I can't really recommend you play it. It's uh, yeah, not a I would not even recommend in... you spend your time on it. Yeah, because yeah, it's there are better racing games out there. And this one, its gimmick was look at the 3D and what I can do with the with the Super Nintendo. And at this point, we can do so much more. Like, the Switch can just do so much more. I don't think it's a worse game than F-Zero, which is the same game, like, or on the same system with lesser graphics without the FX chip. But I like the gimmick in F-Zero a lot yeah, more, Yeah, F-Zero though. has a lot more flavor to it. Like, somebody thought F-Zero was cool and wanted to make it a video game. Yeah, exactly. I, I would agree with that. Whereas this is a game designed around what can we do with this thing. Yeah, it, it's... Look how cool this is that we can do this now. I mean, but nowadays it's like 
I mean, it's a historical footnote, is what it is. Yeah. I will say it's not bad. It's a solid racing game. It's just got nothing interesting about it. Anything else we want to say about it? Uh, not really. Can I talk more about the Outer Worlds? Yeah. Sure, go for it. <laughs> no, I mean, there are, there, there are better obs- or obscure games on the Nintendo online thing. Like Breath of Fire. Go play Breath of Fire. Speaking of Breath of Fire, it's not on our list at our website, www.lastpodcast.com, where we rank all the games we played. Where we hoard we our games yet. in a giant pile like a dragon. At the top of our dragon pile is Chrono Trigger, a game with surprisingly few dragons. Yeah. Does it have any dragons? I don't think so. I think it has zero dragons. At the bottom, well, I mean, Magnus has that dragon, but he's got like three dragons. They're really more like a Power Rangers boss team that he completely forgets about once he joins your party. Wait, he has dragons? I don't remember this fight at all. TV Tropes Dragons, not... Oh, okay. At the bottom of City Connection, a game that could use some dragons. In any interpretation of dragon. In the center is Kirby's Dreamland. Also, surprisingly few dragons. Now that I'm thinking about it, he basically just abandoned those guys because they were just mooks that he was using in that particular time period. So I think the game to compare it to is F-Zero, which is a very similar game. I think it's better, if only slightly. I prefer F-Zero for the gimmick, the the destructibility and the having to manage your resources I a think, bit more. I think F-Zero is a bit better because uh, partly the destructibility, like the, flavor. the flavor of F-Zero is better. And I actually think F-Zero looks better. A little bit below F-Zero, we have Wave Race 64 because you guys are animals and I should never let you record a podcast <laughs> on your own again. Um, this game is not as good as Wave Race 64. I think I agree. Yeah. Below that, we have Mario Kart 64. And while I don't think Mario Kart 64 is a very good racer, I'm tempted to put it above it, too, if just for the battle mode. Uh, Well, I would agree with that. I was going to say, they're actually very similar games, but Mario Kart's, like, collecting items and using them on your opponent's thing, I think puts it ahead of this game. A bit below that, we have Super Mario Kart, and I definitely think this game is better than Super Mario Kart. It looks better. I would agree with that, actually. I I think it plays better than Super Mario Kart. I actually prefer Super Mario Kart, but I actually got pretty good at that, so... So between them, we have Pilot Wings, which is a weird Super NES game. I think Pilot Wings is probably better. It's got more variety in it. Yeah, Yeah. but it's boring variety. But this is boring one thing, so I'd probably agree (laughs) with Jeremy. (laughs) Would you prefer boring one thing or boring poo-poo platter? Between that, we have a racing-ish game, which is Twisted Metal Black, which I know Zach is going to say is better, and I think I probably agree with him. I think but I Twisted also Metal agree. Black is not very good. I'm going to put words in Zach's mouth and say, yes, it's better. <laughs> but yes, it's better. So Stunt Racing FX will go at number 196 above Super Mario Kart and below Twisted Metal Black. Well, that wasn't too bad. It's not it, great. It's, it's very mediocre. What are we going to play next week, Tyler? Oh, man, I have to look up the name of this again because I already forgot it because I can never remember this guy's name. Hideo um, Kojima. Yes, free. There wanna, we are. I want to play Hideo Kojima Simulator. So, James really likes this game, and I've been in the mood for an old point-and-click adventure for a while. Crap. Um, I haven't been able to get that good, good monkey. We literally Pasadoria wasn't enough for you? <laughs> no, I need more. <laughs> We're going to play Freddy Farkas, Frontier Pharmacist. I saw one star on that. What? No, it's four and a half out of five. So next time on last time, there's only one star there. That yeah, no, that's true. There is only one star. It represents four and a half. So next time on last time, I'm gonna go pick up my inhaler.